Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, is here. He is every Friday. Let's get into the movies. There's a, there's a certain movie about a certain band that's doing great numbers at the box office. Did, did, so when we talk about the box office, Jill, did you see that? <laughs> did, you, did you see the box office for last week? Yeah. It was it, all the money. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm surprised that, that, again, that you haven't seen it. But if I was saying that there would be a film that Jill would see, this would be the one. I've, so, got, a, I've got a plan for it, but, you know, life gets in the way. $51 million at the box office. I mean, it just just did really, really well. I mean, it crushed at the, at the box office. Really? And the reviews for this one are, are mixed, but the people who went to see it love it they are they are just enjoying themselves as it relates to the music the the music really puts you over top mm-hmm. let, let me give you a sense for what i mean by the reviews are mixed is that if you go to a place like rotten tomatoes rotten mm-hmm. tomatoes had it i think somewhere in the 60s like i think it was 61 yeah but the fans the audience that was the critics critics at 61 but the audience at 94 percent so uh, it, it, it really crushed at the box office, did uh, uh, obviously a, a really good job. Number two at the box office was something that, that didn't really wow me at all. And actually, um, Matt felt that it was, uh, he, he felt like one of the worst movies of the year. I mean, he, <laughs> he, 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 he left here making people think not going. I think the reason it didn't do that well is because of Matt. Um, <laughs> it, it only did a $20 million at the box office. And this is troubling because this is a movie that cost $120 million That's to make. That's a lot of and, money. A, 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 absolutely. So when you look at the international numbers, this is the place that you're hoping that it'll make its money back up. And right now, uh, internationally, it's done about uh, $25 million. But what's key is it's not in any of the big markets yet. Not, yeah. not, not China, Japan, any of those places. So... Um, Hopefully, it'll do much better overseas so that they, they could have had one fewer realm. They could have saved some money. One, one, one fewer, fewer realm. realm. Yeah. Hey, hey, just cut that, back on your realms. That's that's why I told this guy about the number of drinks he had last night. <laughs> I said one, one just fewer. one fewer, you know, and, and and you you would be okay. But but the so so I mean the the movie is it could could turn out to be a bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a bomb in, in the States, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, number three at the box office was Nobody's Fool, uh, th- about $14 million. Uh, It cost 19 to make. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they were expecting some somewhere around that. Now, the, the issue is I never look at the, and maybe I'll do it while we're talking, but I never look at Nobody's Fool um, or Tyler Perry's movies uh, on Rotten Tomatoes because I, I, I generally don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. Is that... If you're a Tyler Perry fan, for the most part, you're gonna go, you're gonna go. to, you know, you, you you're gonna go to to the movie. You yeah, and your yeah. girlfriend are gonna sneak in some wine, and you're gonna go see Nobody's Fool. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like the box wine though. And I, I'm not I, that picky. I, oh wow, 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 wow. Okay. I mean, you know, you can have a little juice box. You know, okay. Whatever. They make those. What, what, do they? Yeah, you can buy them at Target. Wow, Jill. <laughs> Jill. But but so I, I am looking this up on Rotten Tomatoes real quick. And uh, the tomato meter says 21% for critics and 44% for the audience. Right. So those are the big things at the box office. Uh, I got to see uh, one snippet of uh, the documentary series on stars America to me uh, that takes place at uh, Oak Park River Forest High School. And it 
was incredibly moving to me. It was a really great look at a, a slice of life of an affluent American high school. And you got to speak to some of the people involved. Yeah, I got to speak to some of the people. We'll, you'll, you'll play it. Uh, I'll have the full interviews at uh, ReggiePonder.com because they, they had a lot to say and some good stuff to say. So let's check this out. Hi, I'm Reggie Ponder, The Real Critic. I'm here with Steve James to talk to him about this incredible series called America to Me. Steve, um, firstly, what made you want to do this? Insanity. Um, <laughs> uh, I've lived in Oak Park for decades. My kids went to the high school. And for years, I've been struck by how there's this incredibly liberal school, very diverse community, very well-funded school system, and yet they have, for decades, been struggling to bridge inequities in achievement between their black students and their white students. And I just decided it would be really interesting to look at that and try to understand why. And look at it, you did. <laughs> yes, we followed uh, up to a dozen kids, ultimately, and their families, and the school, and the extracurricular activities, everything. We really, you know, in the series, we really try to plunge you into the life of this school and these kids and their families for a whole year. So, so Steve, I got a bone to pick, man. Oh, okay. You hurt me because I'm, I'm, I'm invested in these kids' lives now. That's good. We want you invested in their lives. I mean, I think for a lot of people watching the series, and, and when I say this, I'm thinking particularly of white, white people there's an opportunity to see the lives of black and biracial kids that they haven't seen portrayed so frequently in the media. We've tended in the media to focus on desperately poor people in violent neighborhoods. And, but these kids and their lives are important too and they have obstacles that they face and have to overcome and they have dreams and aspirations that we want you to, to be attached to. I'm Dominique Jordan-Turner. I'm the president and CEO of Chicago Scholars and a 2018 Obama Fellow. What do you see from a policy perspective that needs to happen because this seems to really talk about policy from an education perspective? Well, it does and it doesn't. What I love about this documentary is that you get a chance to see the stories of people in that school, what I and what I love about Steve is that he attacks race. Most people don't want to talk about race. They will call it diversity um, and inclusion, but race is very different. And I love that he attacks that. What I would hope, have hoped to see is a conversation about black people who are college educated because Oak Park River Forest is a place where college educated black people go to raise their families with good schools, safe environments and diversity. And I did not see the equivalent of my child and the children of my peers as well. I think that we sometimes reinforce these negative stereotypes about black people and I always get nervous when I see that as the dominant Narrative. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante Robinson, Assistant Professor, University of Chicago School of Social Service Administration. And you get to moderate the panel. I'm fascinated by this series. I've been watching it and following along the way. What um, makes you excited about the panel and even about the series? I think the series is extraordinarily powerful because it allows people to engage in issues of educational policy, educational inequities, and educational success and how we define that from various walks of life. 
often people think they can't engage in issues of education beyond their child's school or beyond their school because they don't know enough about it. And this series allows everyone to take a sneak peek inside a high school that's doing some really remarkable things and a high school that has a long way to go, particularly for black students. It's, it's interesting because of, from a policy perspective, which I think is extremely important, but it's also interesting just from the people perspective when you look at it's not just the students, the black students that are having the problems in, in, in this institution. Absolutely. I think what it also highlights is that when there's inequity amongst some of us, that the success of everyone falters. Hi, I'm Shayla Holland, I'm former assistant principal at Oak Park and River Forest High School, current principal at Lake Forest High School, and I'm here to watch the screening of America to Me. The, the whole issue of the disparities between African or people of color and white students, you seem to be pained by that in just in watching you in the, in the film. I, I felt for you. Speak to that a little bit. Well, anytime I love kids and I believe that every kid deserves the best opportunity possible. And so to be a part of a system where that's not occurring and there's something happening on our watch, um, that's painful. And that means that we have to own that, but we also have to think about the implications and the impact that it has on kids. And so, um, yes, it's painful, but it's also a call to action to do something about that. It was interesting in watching you because obviously you were trying to be an advocate and, and, and actually an agent for change, but it seemed that there was uh, some difficulty in, in being the advocate you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. There was. Um, leadership matters and it was very difficult um, at times giving everything possible but knowing that it was only going to go so far. And so I wanted to change the system. The system needed to be transformed. Um, but I felt like I was constantly running into obstacles. Some of those were human obstacles. And some of those were systemic barriers that showed up in practices um, and just policies and ways of functioning within the school. Reggie Ponder's conversation with the folks from America to me. It takes a hard look at Oak Park River Forest High School here in the suburbs. I'm Jill Hopkins. It's Critic Four Minute Friday. We're getting towards the end of our show, but we wanted to make sure that Reggie got to tell us whether or not The Grinch is worth seeing. So there are three movies that come out this week. It's The Grinch, The Girl in the Spider's Web, and then Overlord. I had a chance to see all three of them, and I chose to go see The Grinch. Why did I go see The Grinch? Because I saw the trailer, and I thought that the trailer looked hilarious. Well, is this a hilarious film? And no, it's not the gut. It's not the gut busting film that I thought it would be. But it looks good on the screen. I love the overall story. And you know, what they're really trying to do is tell you that maybe the Grinch is not as upset about Christmas as he is about being alone. That this film is more about kindness and about uh, um, coming together with each other and, and looking after each other. Mm -hmm. And they have some sweet characters. It's a good enough movie to go if your kids drag you. You will not leave that movie saying, ah, it's terrible. But it's not the kind of movie as an adult you'll say, man, I think I'm going to sneak in here by myself and just go see it. It's not that kind of movie, <laughs> adults. I'm sorry. I'm giving this one two and a half reels. It's a matinee movie. So if you want to go check it out, take the kids uh, for your excuse. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, it's not bad. 